This is Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 90, Leadership of Your Life. Create visions, not resolutions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. We have an episode today that's probably pretty appropriate for the time of year, just after New Year's. So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about creating visions and not resolutions. According to U.S. News, 80% of all New Year's resolutions fail by the second week of February. I read a Forbes article that says despite good intentions, for whatever reasons, only 8% actually follow through. And now less than 50% of people actually do resolutions because a lot of them say, eh, it's a waste of time, so why bother making them? Perhaps we need a different approach because, honestly... It's sad. I mean, how many exercise bikes and treadmills will be showing up as new items for sale on Kijiji on the next few weeks? The truth is, none of us really need to hear those statistics. We know. We just know. Now, some of us are too persistent to give up. Of course, the intention is there. But for many, it's sadly like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. History just keeps repeating itself and repeating itself. Now, when you ask people why they think that resolutions don't work, a lot of them are dumbfounded. They say, I have no idea. Others might tell you that you were really not committed. Your goal was maybe too abstract. It was unrealistic. Some may say they came up with something because they were asked, probably because they didn't want to look foolish. They were never expecting to be successful anyway. And of course, there's always your so-called friends or colleagues that are betting against you right from the start. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard that to accomplish your goal, it must be a smart goal. It must be specific, measurable, achievable, some people say attainable, realistic, and timely. It must have a time period. In fact, I recently visited a Toastmasters club, and I heard a speech related to the theme of New Year's resolutions. And the speaker proceeded to talk about, his title was, how to attain your goals or how to achieve or reach your goals. He introduced the concept of SMART goals, and for each element, he likened it to an experience that he had had personally with a marathon. Honestly, I thought he did a great job explaining how people could better achieve their goals or achieve success using this method. He also ended with a call to action. But then I'm thinking, there is a reality, motivation, that kick in the pants to move you forward and do it. Or is that it? Is that enough? Or perhaps we're just looking at it all wrong. So I thought, let me look up what a New Year's resolution is. Our good friend at Wikipedia defined a New Year's resolution as a tradition most common in the Western Hemisphere, but also found in the Eastern Hemisphere, in which a person resolves to change an undesired trait or behavior, to accomplish a personal goal, or to otherwise improve their life. That definition really isn't specific, is it? Is it smart? doesn't sound like it. Now let's break that down for a second. Resolves to change an undesired trait or behavior. That must be the resolution itself, right? That trait or behavior that doesn't allow you to fulfill those resolutions. How about to accomplish a personal goal? We could argue that many people's goals aren't smart goals. That's why they fail. Lose weight, get in shape. All of that stuff that many of us had tried before. But what does it look like? And why January the 1st? January 1st is certainly nice and tidy, but let's get real here. It's not a great time of the year. 
We're all busy just getting over the holiday season. It's year-end for companies. But some of us are maybe partying, visiting family. And for most of us in parts in the world, especially in where I live in the Great White North, it's just too darn cold. So this year I ended up trying something different. I didn't specifically set out to make a New Year's resolution. But by this definition, I did. But it just didn't start January the 1st. It happened to be last summer. And so far it's working. Over the summer, I was feeling crummy, out of shape, always tired. And what I wanted was to feel good. I wouldn't really call it a goal. In fact, it wouldn't pass the mustard test from the smart goal people. To me, a goal is just too terminal. It's an achievement, yes, but an end point in time. Okay, I'm in shape. Now what? Or, I lost 10 pounds. Hooray! Let's go out and celebrate. So in a few weeks, I'm back at square one. Well, maybe I can pick up an inexpensive treadmill on Kijiji. So what I did is, I envisioned myself as a person who feels good. Motivated and energetic and and thought about, what would that look like? And what could possibly take me there? Walking is one thing that makes me feel good. So my vision was feeling good. And my mission would be to get there. So I needed to set a walking standard. At first, 8,000 steps. Why? Well, that was the default setting on my Orbit Fitness Tracker that I'd actually been wearing for a while because I reviewed it a couple years ago. Now, at first, it was a struggle, physically. But as I walked more and more, it started to become a little easier. I discovered, of course, long ago that walking also is not only good exercise, it gives me time to think. It's also a great opportunity to listen to all those incredible podcasts that are out there. And of course, as a Toastmaster, also to review my own, see where I can improve. I also have walking meetings with friends and colleagues on a regular basis. Then we sit down for coffee. Now to keep it going, I just put it out there. I told people what I was doing. Now some chuckled. Some said, well, it's amazing that anything can get you out from behind that keyboard. But others would actually be quite encouraging. In fact, sometimes when they'll see me, the first thing they'll say before they say, hi, Greg, is they'll say, hey, how many steps have you done today? Now, of course, there were going to be some off days, but I wasn't going to let that happen. Come hell or high water, I was going to do this, even if it was 1130 at night in the middle of winter, even if it was in early November when we were on short holiday up in the Rocky Mountains and I was sick as a dog. I still bundled myself up to keep that step counter going. I just kept envisioning myself with that smile, feeling good. Now, I realize that simply walking alone is not really the be-all and end-all of fine health, but it's certainly a start, don't you think? Interestingly enough, sometimes the stars just align. A couple months ago, while preparing to facilitate a leadership class on peak performance, I learned that imagination is realization. This came from Dr. Joanne Del Cotter. Now, Del Cotter is an athlete. She's a marathon winner. She's an Olympic keynote speaker, a leading sports psychologist, and she's also the author of the best-selling book, Your Performing Edge. Imagination is realization. The concept is, is that when you feel you just can't make it, you take yourself back to a time when you were successful. Okay? Visualize what happened there. What did you do to achieve your success? This will give you the energy you need to persevere as it did for her. And in fact, it jetted her to an incredible comeback from 19th place during 
a major marathon. So now when in doubt, I imagine myself feeling good at a time in the past. I visualize myself in the future, and that gives me energy in the present. For me, I certainly don't look like an Olympic athlete. And at first, even 6,000 steps with a grind, 8,000 steps with a stretch, and (laughs) 10,000, that's a pipe dream. Now I'm up to 15,000 plus. I'm pleased to announce that since June the 8th of 2017, I was able to meet or exceed my step goal, and in fact, a couple of times, doubled it. I rewarded myself by trading in my aging orbit for a brand new Fitbit Charge 2. An old Chinese proverb says, The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. I might just rephrase that to say, The best time may have been 20 years ago. However, the second best time is the moment it comes to mind. To end our first podcast of 2018, I'll just leave you with one last thought. To achieve your success, whatever it's going to look like, take leadership of your life. Create a vision of what it will look like rather than make a resolution. And you don't have to wait until New Year's. This is Greg Gazin wishing you all the best for 2018 and beyond. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>